Welcome back to the show. Today's topic of discussion is setting new and exciting goals. So I don't know about you. I think things like goal setting and, you know, New Year's resolutions, that always gets tied to January and the beginning of the new year. But I always find that this is the time of year that I more just naturally reflect on the past year, but also start thinking about my new goals. And if you'll recall a couple episodes back, um, talking about sort of just the natural ebb and flow of of life and career and and things like that. You know, some there are some years that are more growth oriented and expansion, and there are some years that are more um, just slow paced, more you know winding down, more reflective. And that I have felt the past few years have been definitely a little slower when it comes to. Um, yeah, like goal setting and things like that. And I think it started with 2020 and the pandemic, like literally a slowdown in all sense of the word. And then for me, it sort of snowballed with having my daughter and I think just having babies and very, very small children at home. It, it takes my atten- keeps my attention at home. It keeps my life very simple. And it also sort of temporarily dampers down my career ambition and my, you know, work goals. I still have them, but I definitely have, you know, my energy just is not there to be focused on my business in a, in a very, you know, aggressive way. It's a little bit more maintenance mode and most of my energy is going to, you know, keeping small children alive, which is great. That's fine. That's wonderful. It's, that's the season I have been in. But as I ended that episode, it was saying, you know, I kind of feel like the winds of change are here. And it's been, gosh, like what, 2020, I mean, it's been four years now since then, um, since the pandemic. Is that right? 2020, 2021, 20, oh my gosh, yeah, crazy. Um, and so I don't know if it's like, because I said that, and so it is, but last week, all of a sudden started getting a bee in my bonnet, started getting a little buzz going. Um, and yeah, I've been setting some really awesome, fun, exciting goals for myself and wanted to talk through my process, which might help or inspire you in setting some new and exciting goals for yourself because I've had a lot of experience with goal setting. Um, and so I've, I definitely have tried a lot of things. I've been very action oriented in the past. I've been very, um, you know, I've done very practical methods of like set a goal, break it down into achievable goals, and then, you know, beat the crap out of yourself to hit those goals. I've tried that. It works. Can't say it's all, you know, roses and, and lollipops that path. It works. Um, and I've also love all of the energy work stuff to the manifestation stuff. And if you just, you know, meditate under a tree long enough, it's going to happen as well. I, I think there is a lot of validity in combining both. We'll just say that. I'd say at this point in my goal setting career, it's a mixture of both. And I think you're going to find that as I talk about sort of what I've been doing just the past week, like this is very, you're on the very leading edge with me at this moment. Exciting stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so I kind of started with 
I don't even know how I even got on to getting, setting down and saying like, oh, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to think of a new goal. I don't know. Maybe the goal just popped in my mind. Maybe I was just ready. Maybe because I told you guys on two episodes ago that I felt like things were going to be expanding. That just called into my subconscious creating a new goal. I don't know. But anyway, I did. And it just sort of like popped into my mind. And here's the thing where I am now, I I really, I want everything. So when I set a new goal, I want, there's a financial aspect of that goal. For me, it's like I run a business. So it, it, having financial goals is important because it's a, it's a measurable thing to me, certain revenue points represent a certain amount of output and energetic output put and creative output and like serving a certain number of customers means this revenue goal versus like 10 times that revenue goal is gonna you know theoretically require 10x amount of like energy and which isn't exactly true it's not you know that's not exactly true but in my mind that's i do like to have a financial goal for my for my career and my business so there's one part, it's a number, it's a hard number. Part of that is I want to feel, you know, I want to feel successful. That's why I like achieving goals. I like setting goals. I like achieving goals. I like that when I was a dancer. So it's not always have to be a financial goal, but I think goal setting, it's like as you're moving towards that goal, it you feel successful. Anyway, I do, you know, it's like it, you don't have to reach the goal to be succeeding on the path to reaching your goal. So I want something that's going to like just feel really good and I'm gonna feel really just successful. And like, it has nothing to do with anyone else, like what it looks like to anyone else outside of you. It's me, what I what makes me feel good, what makes me feel proud of the work I'm doing or the path I'm walking on. Another side of it is I want it to be, you know, healthy and holistic and grounded in things that feel good and are nourishing. So I don't want goals that are going to require me to, you know, be burning the midnight oil and, you know, not seeing my family ever, not seeing my kids ever because gosh, I'm going after this goal. So it has to be things that fit in with my life and that feel good and are just in alignment. And then I I also want things that are fun. I like work. I like goals that are fun, that are fulfilling. I find that fun is a very naturally motivating factor. When you're doing things that are fun for you, you want to do them. You know, you don't have to force yourself to do things. And now it doesn't mean that there's never any sort of self-discipline involved in reaching your goals. But in general, when you set up things that are just in alignment with yourself, that feel good, that are in balance and are fun and exciting, it's just more fun to achieve those goals and be on the path. It's not just about getting there because also as a lifelong goal setter and achiever, you don't get to the goal and then lay over and die. Like there's always going to be another mountain to climb. So I know that now. So goals are not about reaching the goals. It's about the journey you're on. And by the time you get there, you're going to probably, you know, be setting your sights on some other goal. So it's not like you're ever going to be done, quote unquote. So it needs to be fun and fulfilling and satisfying along the journey. Okay. So now that's, that's my context for when I'm setting a new goal and like I have not set a goal like this for myself in a few years probably like 2019 because like I said it was like 2020 was a weird year wasn't setting goals it was just like "Uh, what's happening (laughs) what the hell's happening in the world and then I had my daughter and it just 
my focus went there and I didn't have the time or energy to be like, I'm going to set big ambitious goals for myself. I'm just trying to like, you know, sleep and take care of my kids and be very, very, um, yeah, energy changes. So with setting a financial goal, for me, I like to pick an annual goal, like, okay, I want to hit this revenue marker. And I don't like to pick anything that's like so crazy for me. I, it's like I want something that's exciting. It's more than I've ever done in the past, but it also feels like realistic. You know, it feels like it's it's just like a bit of a stretch for me, earning wise. And I look at that annually, and then I like to look at that monthly because if I break it down monthly, that's a little more. I can feel that. I brings it into like, okay, what do I need to do on a monthly basis to do this? And especially because I tend to offer things on a subscription basis or recurring basis, then I can break that down further to like, okay, how many members would I need to hit that monthly number? Um, I don't, I just tend to budget on a monthly basis. I just month, I like monthly numbers. So even though I will come up with an annual goal number for my revenue, then I'll look at, okay, what does that mean monthly? Um, and it's not just an arbitrary number. Again, it, again, it, it's not something that's super, super big. It's a stretch goal, but it's believable for me. So I, that's where I feel comfortable because it's like, what's the harm? I know next year I'm going to have another goal and the next year I'm going to have another goal. So say you want to make $10 million, you don't need to go from zero to 10 million. You go, you know, 200,000, then 500,000, then 700,000, then a million, like you, there's just, and you're more likely to reach your goals anyway, for me, anyhow. Um, and then even with that number, like I break it down and think, okay, with this annual goal, it's not just an arbitrary number. Like there's a reason I want to make this certain amount of money. And it's like, there's a certain amount that's going to go to living expenses and taxes. There's a certain amount that I want to put towards investment accounts. There's a certain amount I want to put towards debt reduction. There's a certain amount I want to give to certain organizations and causes that are important to me. There's a certain amount I want to put in, you know, savings for the kids or whatever. And, and then, you know, there are fun goals. So there's certain like a vacation or, you know, a big purchase. So I get very specific with, okay, let's assume you hit this goal. What are you going to do with this money? Because then that makes it more, it makes it more realistic and also doesn't make it, it's not an arbitrary number. If I just said, I want to make 10 million billion dollars. I mean, what would I even do with all that money. You know, I don't even have a plan. My life is not even at that level of spending or investing or giving or anything. My life's not even big enough for that amount of money to flow through, right? Yet at this point. So I think taking that goal and then looking at the buckets it's going to go into, it makes it very realistic. It makes it very, very practical. And it's like, yeah, my life has, has all my, my goals have all these buckets and this is what it's going to cost. And this is how much I want to spend in each of these buckets. And here's, it fits this big financial goal. And so it's like, yeah, I'm, this is all, it all makes sense, you know? And so it makes it more practical. It makes it more doable. It makes it more achievable. And then to make it even more practical. So now that's, that's where that financial number comes from. And then I break it down. So it's like, then I start thinking, okay, how would this be achieved? And it doesn't mean this is necessarily going to be how it gets achieved, but I think just playing with how could I achieve this makes it more believable to my subconscious, to my conscious mind, just, you know, just makes it more practical, makes it more, um, 
uh, yeah, just practical, realistic. And so I do like to think, now I'm starting to bring in the fun and fulfilling part because I can think of a plan for anything. I can break anything into a plan, right? But like, I don't want to just do any plan, you know? I want to do something that's fun. So then, then and for me, because that's an important thing for me, I want it to be fun and fulfilling. I like to enjoy my work. So then I think, okay, this financial goal, this monthly revenue goal, like what would be a fun way for me to earn this money or bring this money into my business? Whatever, you know, that's how I think about it. And sometimes I'm surprised about the answers that come up. Like for me, for this new big goal of mine, I'm like, ooh, I dance. Like how, how it just like my energy kind of went back to my dance business, which I've had this entire time, but I've been definitely playing with other things the last few years. And so now with this big goal, I was sort of surprised by even myself that I kind of saw my old or my older dance business, um, as like, Ooh, that, that would be a fun way to achieve this goal. Um, I haven't been dancing as much the last couple of years, again, pandemic, babies, schedules, crazy schedules, all of those things have put dancing a little bit more on the back burner, but I'm like, Hmm, I have the time. I have the energy. Even my daughter's going to be in preschool, like less than eight months from now. No, I'm not counting down, but maybe just a little bit. And I have this new studio space that sort of fell into my lap that I could be using to do choreography, make my dance videos. And so that popped into my mind. But I think just for you, bringing it back to you a little bit, you know, what, what would be a fun way to achieve that goal? Like with your work. And it's like, just, you're just playing at this point, but sometimes even through that process of play, very practical solutions will come out. And they also are just fun. Like practical things can be fun. Fun things can be practical. Um, and so for me, then I keep breaking it down. Like, again, I tend to have with my dance business, I have these membership based offers. And so then it's like, well, how many members would I need to make that monthly goal? And then that makes it very practical. It's like, okay, I need X amount of members. Okay. And then for me, since I've in particular, I've had my dance businesses now for eight years. So I know if I want say, 20 new members a month for like my princess ballerina program or my dance on demand program that I'm probably going to want like 30 ish trials a month. So I offer $1 first month trials for my subscriptions, which has been very, very fun and easy and successful for me over the years. I'd like to just keep things really easy, very, very easy, 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 easy. And so I know that if I want like 20 new members a month that I need to give like, or encourage or shoot for approximately 30-ish $1 trials because a lot of people will stay on. I'm happy to report. They try it. They like it. They stay. Will everyone stay? No, but a lot of them will. So, you know, I tie, that's like my little, I can do that math and I have a lot of confidence in that math because I have eight years of doing it. So I kind of know my numbers in that regard. And so as you can see, I'm getting more and more detailed with this plan and it's making it more and more realistic to me and I'm seeing a path and then I can get even more specific. Okay. In my case, like what do I need to do then drive those trials? If I know I want to aim for like 30 to 35 $1 trials for dance on demand or princess ballerinas, what do I need to do to make that happen? And for me, 
that's I love Facebook ads. And so it's like, okay, I need to run my Facebook ads consistently all year. And for me, that checks off a lot of boxes. That's advertising. You know, it's getting me in front of new studio owners um, and dance teachers. It's also, um, it's retargeting built in with Facebook ads. You can do retargeting ads where it's like, they don't just see your ad once, but if they've come to your website or, you know, if a studio owner has clicked on any of my stuff, read any of my stuff, gone to my blog, you can have different ads that are then following up and retargeting those people so it's like they might just forget about you but they had interest but maybe they didn't you know obviously sign up right away or even download my freebie right away or whatever but like they were clicking around on the website they read a few blog posts so you know they've heard of me before retargeting ads can then just further nurture those type of people before they can fully come in and join your email list and you know become part of your world essentially So I like Facebook ads because it can be doing all of these things on autopilot, basically. And Facebook ads also, yes, there's advertising, there's retargeting, there's nurturing. But eventually with Facebook ads, you want people to sort of come into your world, not not necessarily as a customer yet, but, you know, just in my case, join my email list. Because for me, that is the other big thing I can do to drive trials and bring people into my business and grow my business, which helps me reach my goals in every sense, because for me, that's like a a big thing I can do. It's like regular, um, you know, I call it heartfelt communication. So true, not just like going, like I couldn't hire anyone to do my marketing. I couldn't hire anyone to write my emails for me because I am just, the way I do this podcast, it's very relevant, it's very leading edge, it's very me at this very moment writing to i mean i consider people on my email list my dance studio owners like peers friends it's it's a network of people that i have a lot in common with and so as i create things for them or share my stories or share ideas very freely very from a heart-centered place just from like a fun like the way you have a conversation with people you genuinely know and like you know friends that's what I do with my emails like that I do feel like that's a genuine communication channel with my network of dance studio owners and so over time that conversation naturally just like it does in real life when you you know see that same mom outside the school every day and then over time it develops into a a, you know a friendship or just a trust factor you just have these conversations with people and you see them at the same place at the same time over time that develops you know, trust and rapport and a relationship. That's the same thing that happens with me with sending emails to my um, email list. And a lot of people respond too. So it's not always just like a one-way conversation. It's like there's all these little two-way conversations that can potentially happen. So for me, that doing those two things are really, really powerful. Running Facebook ads grows that email list that grows that network grows that friend circle and even though these are not necessarily people I know quote unquote in real life I I do feel I have that sort of a relationship with a lot of people on my email list because of this type of communication I send out and then of course some percentage of those people will want to join princess ballerinas will want to join dance on man because they just like me and they like the way i do things and they like my perspective and then i send out you know like right now i'm sharing um 
I have some holiday routines for my dance on demand program. And I sent those out totally free to my entire email list. And so I am sharing free stuff, but some people will see that and be like, oh, wow, I really like the way she teaches this. Wow. I really like her style. Like that's how my style is. So those people are going to potentially join dance on demand because they want my hip hop, my jazz, my, you know, adult dance fitness classes, which are also the same style. I mean, if you like me, you're going to like everything I do because it's just all me and my style. And you can see how as I go through this process, I'm getting more and more specific and it's making my goals seem more and more achievable with every, with every you know step. I'm getting pretty granular. And then I want to actually share with you a couple questions that came from someone I get emails from. It's uh, Her name's Christy Ng and she is a human design person. And if you don't know what human design is, I suggest you look into it. It's super cool. Um, but anyway, that's not important for this part of my story that I'm sharing with you. Anyway, I do get her emails, but her emails are always very thought provoking. And she always includes some little like reflective questions based on that topic of the week, depending on where the sun is in the human design system. So this week it's in gate nine, which is all about like very tiny details, like very detail oriented, like the details of a situation. And so the questions that she presented in her, in her email were like very relevant to me in this week. I'm like, got this goal in my mind and I've been breaking it down. I've been really like sitting into this goal and imagining myself achieving this goal. And like, what would it feel like? What would it look like? How would I do this? Um, and then she presents these two questions, which I'm going to pass on to you. Cause I just think they're really great. And number one is, you know, what are the tiny details that matter? Like what, are, what's your goal? And then what are the tiny details that actually matter for that goal? And then equally important, maybe even more important is what are all those tiny details that don't matter? Because knowing what to do is as important, if not, maybe more important is like knowing what not to do, right? Like there's probably a small number of things that are actually important for you to achieve your goal. That's where you need to focus. And it's very liberating to look at everything else and just like block it all out, right? Just everything else is irrelevant. You can sort of get rid of or greatly reduced shiny object syndrome with this. And, and so for me, you know, the details that really matter for me, it's like, number one, I think keeping and holding that vision every single day. So that's something I'm trying to stay on top of is like really looking at my goal daily because I'm finding it's just, it's a fun goal. I'm really excited about it. I'm really pumped up about it. It's really achievable. It's a stretch, but achievable. And I've been so specific about like what I want to do with my goal. And, and that's like, I feel like when you get into that space and that energy, then that inspires everything else. That's the inspiration that drives everything. That's the motivation that drives everything. Like then that keeps inspiring me to take action. And it's like, it's inspiring me to take the right actions. So I think that's really important. That's an important detail, like spending time holding that vision every day, like and I try to do it like if I'm doing laundry, if I'm doing dishes, that's actually why I love doing stuff around the house. I use those moments of laundry, of cleaning, of tidying, like walking meditation, moving meditation. And I tend to either get very mindful and try to like think of nothing except being very in the moment or right now where I have this big fun goal I'm thinking of, I use those as times to like 
think about my goal and meditate on my goal and zoom in on my goal. Cause I can just, they're just sprinkled throughout my day. Um, so yeah, that's a little side tip for you there. And your house will look just sparkling fresh bonus. Um, but then the other things that really like the details that matter for me, it's like, yeah, Facebook ads, that's a detail that really makes or breaks my goal for me. It's not, I'm not saying that's true for everyone. I'm saying for me, email, regularly emailing and like communicating regularly with my network. So I do that via email. I have a newsletter, you know, that just frequent communication. Like whenever I'm inspired to write something, um, I do. And sometimes I send emails back to back and sometimes I send more than one email in a day. And then sometimes I'll go a week and not say anything. Sometimes I'll go two weeks and not say anything. Like I try, um, not to be too hard on myself with like sticking to a schedule. I try to just stay very, I say something when I have something to say. So I keep it very heartfelt. It's very genuine. It's very, um, it's authentic is the word I guess I'm searching for there. Um, for me, it's like really be promoting my memberships. Those recurring revenue offers to me are important. I don't like to do a lot of one-off products or offers because it's like you can do a big one time launch on like a course or just something that's just like a one-time thing but then it's like then those sales are gone too you know so i much prefer i love when i had a dance studio selling dance lessons it's like you get a student and then they come every month for the most part you know it's like you get these long-term relationships with your customers and i've just sort of taken that to my current business now i feel like i have a you know with my online business it's for studio owners. It's like a dance studio, but for dance studio owners, you know, it's like, I think of it the same way. I don't necessarily like to just do a lot of one-off products. I like to have customers who are like a long-term relationship where I can serve them. They like what I do. You like my lesson plans. Great. Like, let me just help you with this every single month, right? You, you like my choreography. You want to use my hip hop and jazz and great. Like I will be creating this all the time. This is like my joy to create this. So let me give it to you every month all the time. And let's let your students benefit and your teachers benefit and you benefit. Like, let's just make this an ongoing thing. So for me, that that's a detail that matters that I am building recurring offers for long-term service of my customers. Um, another detail that really matters for me is making it easy for people to get started, making everything in my business very easy. I spend a lot of time trying to remove obstacles, barriers to entry. So that's why I like things like $1 trials. Like why make it so hard? Why do I have to make my sales process so complicated? Let's just remove the barrier so they can get in and try it. And do you like it? You get and just let them in the front door and try it. If you like it, you're going to want to stick around. If you don't like it, that's okay. You're not going to stick around. We're not a good fit. It's all good. Um, and so things like that, making it easy, making things simple, um, you know, making it easy and enjoyable for my customers to stick around. So that's another place I do spend a lot of time. Like, is this easy to use? Is this easy to understand? Um, what can be taken away? What's clutter? My products, my memberships, everything's very neat and tidy and orderly because I just think that keeps things easy and uncluttered and enjoyable to use. So it's those things benefit my customers, which therefore benefits me, right? So these are the details that really matter. Um, 
And so it's worth going through this process because these are the things that matter, right? Um, And then the things that don't matter, like for me, it's like big visibility. Like this podcast has nothing actually to do with my goal. Strangely, because I thought it would. It doesn't mean this is going anywhere. This is still just something fun I'm doing. But like this isn't actually tied in with my goal. So like this doesn't matter. Do things, big visibility, anything outside of my network of dance studio owners doesn't matter for my goal. Good to know, right? Um, Partnerships, like that's a big thing that's pushed in the marketing world. JV partnerships, JV launches, you gotta partner, you gotta collaborate. Those things don't matter to me. Those things have not, and, and I am very specifically showing you by example, that doesn't mean these are not powerful things for someone else. For someone else, that would be the top of their list. Their partnerships are everything to them. I'm saying for me, this is an example of something that a lot of people swear by, but if I'm honest with myself, if I've got my short list of things that matter and the things that don't matter for me, for my goals, Partnerships is something that does not matter. I don't even have to waste any time on it. I don't have to read books. I don't have to go to webinars about it. I don't have to be in any groups about it. I don't need to make friends and ask if I can send my link to their list and they'll send their link to my list. I don't have to waste time doing that. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, You know, what anyone else is offering or doing. This is a biggie. I try not to pay attention to what anyone else is doing, but sometimes I get sponsored ads and it'll be like a new dance curriculum or a new coach or a new whatever. And then I'll click on it and I'll go and it's so easy to be like, oh wow, like they're doing this really well. And oh wow, they must have thousands of members. And then I start thinking, well, is even what I'm doing even relevant? And you can just really start to get comparisonitis going really quickly. And the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter. That's a detail that doesn't matter. What anyone else is doing, what anyone else is innovating, what anyone else is launching, it doesn't matter because my goal that I'm working on is something I'm, I'm excited about. It's something I'm passionate about, which to me, if there's passion there, that is that source coming through you. That's God force coming through you. That is love coming through you, being expressed through you as a vessel. And so it's, it's meant to be, so that can be there. And also what that guy's doing and what that girl's doing over there. Like maybe that's source expressing through them in that form. It has no bearing on me. They can be super successful. I can be super successful. It doesn't matter. So I am very much talking to myself right now. Um, but yeah, that's on my list of things that don't matter. Like what anyone else is doing or offering. It, it genuinely doesn't matter. There's room for everybody. And my people want me, their people want them, and some of us have customers that want all of it. So it, it truly is irrelevant. Um, coaching or big ticket offers for me, like this is another one. It's like, oh, you, you gotta have coaching. You gotta have an offer that's like really, really expensive and like in order to hit your financial goals, blah, 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 blah. It's like, and for me, I've realized for the, again, for my goal, for me, that's something that doesn't matter. So I can just like let that go. I don't have to have that rattling in my brain like, oh, should I do this? How am I going to do this? When I don't want to do that and I don't need to do that. So that for me is something I can say, no, that's something that doesn't matter. Um, another big one is posting on social media. That's something that I don't really enjoy. And again, for the next person, 
that might be their number one. Like they love social media. They have this big social media following. That's where they meet people. That's where they communicate with their audience and they love to do it. Great. Like that's a detail that matters for them. For me, it's not a detail that matters. It's not something I enjoy. It's not something I have ever naturally enjoyed, been attracted to, want to do, have ever really met any of my clients or customers or network. It's not a way I communicate even with friends or family. It's not, social media is not really my thing. I mean, like I said, I do Facebook ads, but that's different than like organic social media posting. So for me, that's something I can let go of. And I will say with this goal, that's something I've been like, ugh, I know I should do social media and I can get this whole framework for like, here's how I'll come up with my content plan. And here's how I'll break it down to a monthly plan. And here's how I'll break it down to a daily plan. And then I'll just pre-schedule these posts. And that was actually something on my to-do list this week was like for the month of December, I'm going to pre-schedule all of this content because that's quote unquote, something I should do, especially if I want to reach this big quote unquote ambitious goal. But thanks to Miss Christy Ng and her beautiful, beautiful questions of the details that matter and the details that don't matter. That's actually on my details that don't matter. I actually, no one's paying attention to my social media. No one's there. I'm not there. My network isn't there. No one's there. It doesn't matter. So I can let that go. Like I just freed up so many hours of time on that thing. So that's, what's really powerful about exercises like this. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna stop there because I do have other things in my details that don't matter. I, I kind of just want to share very specifically with you to help you with yours, but definitely go through this whole process for yourself. And so, you know, the result of all of these exercises is that you really get very clear and practical and anchored into your vision. And you really know, here's exactly what I need to do. And here is exactly what I don't need to do, what I don't need to waste my time on, which is hugely liberating. And, you know, for me, you know, going through all of this process over the last week, I feel totally clear on what I'm doing and how I'm going to do it. I feel totally confident that I can absolutely achieve my goal. I feel excited and I, I honestly feel like it's as good as done. Like that's where I feel with my goal right now. And it's a really good place to be. And it doesn't feel like it's as good as done. And so therefore I don't need to achieve it. It's like, it's as good as done, but I'm really, really excited to go through the process of like actually achieving it because the steps are actually things that are really fun for me. I love to do Facebook ads. I love to share and create and um, communicate with my network of dance studio owners. I'm excited to be doing more dancing. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my life and like finally looking up from being like, oh, I can actually carve out the time I need to do this. I can actually get back into the studio. Yay, yay, yay. Time to start shopping for more cute dance outfits that I get to wear in my videos. Like I like all of that. I like to do my hair for these videos. I like to like pick out my cute little dance outfits for these videos. I like to pick out the music. I like to choreograph. I like to practice all week long. I like being in the role and identity of dancer, dance teacher, choreographer. And so all of this is really exciting. And like, will I reach my goals in 2024? Of course I will. How could I not? You know? Um, but it's because you, I just walked you through the whole process. Like I had the vision 
And then I started breaking it down of like, how would I do this? And how could I do this? And like, what would be fun? And like, what would be easy? And okay, now what are the details that actually matter? Okay. And what are the details that actually don't matter? And, you know, I spend a lot of time and then when I say a lot of time, it's been a week, you know, I come and go from this. I work on a little at night and you know, it's I'm folding laundry, mull it over, mull it over. Um, and also I've had some insights. So it's like, I feel like when the stuff is mulling and you're mulling and then you sleep and you wake up, it's like an insight will like pop in your mind too. So I think like your subconscious will sort of also be working on this. And then it'll, you'll kind of just have these like flashes of clarity or ideas or realizations of like, oh yeah, like that's all there, ready to go. Or, oh yeah, that would be fun. Or, oh yeah, that would be super easy. And yeah, that's how it could work. And then like, here it is a week later and here's what I'm doing and it feels as good as done and I'm super excited about it. And and it's it's all just like totally in alignment with me. So going back to like the type of goals I want, it's like, yeah, the financial goal is there. I'm super excited about that. I want to fill up all those buckets in, in 2024. But also like, I'm going to feel, I already feel more successful. Like just having this plan and knowing the steps I get, I get to take. Like it feels like it's going to be a privilege to reach this goal in 2024. Like I'm going to have so much fun every step of the way. It is my privilege to go on this journey that I've set up for myself. That's super fun. So by aligning my mind, my energy, and my heart with, with this goal, I'm achieving all of those things. That financial goal, that, that feeling of success, of enjoying the process, of incorporating all these things that are fun for me, you know? I'm super excited to connect with, like, I'm probably gonna meet so many new studio owners this year for my Facebook ads and for my emailing. Um, that, because I haven't just been, I haven't been operating and serving in this way since 2020. And there's been so many changes. There's been so many studios that have reopened. A lot of studio owners have changed and sold their studios to owners. Um, so it's like, it's like this, whole exciting new group of people I get to connect with and that's really fun and exciting for me and lots of old friends too and it's not even like I haven't been doing this but I just haven't um been doing it at this level for for various reasons but now you know like I said I set this goal and I was even surprised myself that this is the plan that bubbled up but it checks all the boxes you know it's it's gonna be and I just I'm always like in really good shape when I'm dancing all the time so it's like there's a fitness aspect and a healthy aspect and like I'm stretching more and and yeah it's like the fun and fulfillment I like to do the outfits I like the hair I like the music I like the choreography I like to physically show up and spend time in a dance studio that's so fun it's like one of my most favorite places on earth but I get to do it in a way that works for me and my schedule and you know I don't have to actually like show up every Monday at four o'clock like I have way more flexibility teaching in this way and dancing in this way so it's like this weird little business I've created for myself that checks off all these boxes and I get to feel you know successful along the way and I get to reach my financial goals so yeah it's all there so yeah, this is a really fun process. And I think this is the perfect time of year to be going through this process for yourself and setting those goals and then breaking it down and asking yourself these questions. And 
And yeah, just being really ready for the new year by the time, you know, January 1 rolls around. That's we're not setting our goals then. We are excitingly running full speed ahead as soon as Christmas is over. I'm like, "All right, tree decorations gone. Boom. New year, here we come." So as you can probably tell, I'm feeling pretty fired up about my goals and I hope that this episode inspires you to do the same. And I'd love to know what big exciting goals are you setting for yourself in 2024? <laughs> 